Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro and Brandon. Um, it took them a little while to uh, get us all back together to review this film. We actually saw it a while. Well, I saw it a while ago. Ro saw it a while ago. And Brandon had fun watching this um, recently. Um, we're here to talk about the tragedy of Macbeth. It's got a sport. I'm not even going to do this. It's, it's uh, directed by Joel uh, Cohen and it's written by him as well. Um, based off the Shakespeare play, stars Denzel Washington, Francis Dormand. Uh, Ro, how would you kick us off with this? Wow. Um, I liked it. I like Shakespeare. I like plays. I always think it's interesting to see how they want to restage them and adapt them for them to go on screen so they can have a larger audience. I don't think that we ever need another Macbeth after Denzel Washington uh, because I just, I, I like the way that they added some age and some interest to his character and Lady Macbeth and kind of focused more on that relationship. And if the woman who played the witches doesn't win something i will not understand why she did a brilliant job she was creepy um i I loved the the black and white feel i even didn't mind how they scoped it i don't think it's going to be everybody's bag but i think if you're open to you know to it you could get something out of it and i really liked the fact that they had black people in prominent roles like Macbeth and mcduff lady mcduff that kind of thing. If I had one complaint, it's that I wish that uh, Lorraine Toussaint had played Lady Macbeth. Brandon? That, that enough? <laughs> mm, um, this, this is not my bag <laughs> at all. <laughs> this, is, this is not. I'm not going to lie. I watched this just to see if Denzel was going to Denzel Macbeth. Like, I just wanted to see if he was still going to have like the same. Um, I don't know if this, if it's like a tick or if it's like part of his mouth is numb on the inside, but I wanted to see if he was going to have that same old man, mouthy delivery that he does for every Denzel film, but while doing Macbeth. And uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Denzel cannot Denzel for me. I think Denzel has hit that age now where he's like, I'm going to take on these different projects. I'm going to do this Macbeth project because I'm, I'm in my, I'm, you know, I'm old and I want to show these youngsters what real acting is. So I'm going to do Macbeth. And I get like I'm not a Shakespeare fan like at all. Um, I feel like Shakespeare plays are the white people version of like Def Jam poetry slams. I just I don't it don't really do shit for me. Oh, you, know, you know, I don't. And, I don't and, and honestly, like I had to watch this with the caption on because I ain't trying to figure out. Why instead of just saying walk through that door, my man got to be like traverse your physical features 
upon the landed earth and bestow upon freedoms into the Brownston air. Like, I don't, I don't understand why Shakespeare, and it's again, it's because I'm not a Shakespeare fan. I don't understand why Shakespeare is helmed as this great fucking writer and poet when it's just like everything is so metaphorically metaphored. And it's just, for me, it's hard to follow. And I'm, that's where I become dumb. I might be smart in other areas, but damn it, you put on a fucking Shakespeare play and I am, I am three sheets to the fucking wind, dog. I have no idea what they're talking about unless you cut that caption on. I have to read it. Um, you know, the black and white feel was, it was, it was cool. Like everybody was acting, the, the witches, that, that was some very gullum craziness going on right there. I like how they did you know, how they showed the other witches and reflections and shadows and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was dope. Um, But overall, I'm just got to keep it 100, man. I fell asleep like 10 times. And it was, I don't know. Don't drink and watch Macbeth, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wasn't the right move. I was like, man, let me have one of these. Uh, it's, it's uh, I think it's called Cutlass or whatever. The 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 uh, the, the um like you can get the vodka mule or whatever little can drinks. I was like, it's, it's, it's only seven percent. I can drink one of these. You know, I'm be, I'm gonna be slurring my words like Denzel, but it's fine. And boy, I tell you, every time I woke up, either somebody's child was getting thrown into a fire, or somebody was dying, or the witch lady was talking, or Frances McDermott was acting in her own movie. I gotta be honest, I don't know what movie Frances McDermott was in. I'm sure that's Big Beth, but it just seemed like every time she was doing something, it was like it was like she was doing it for something else. It didn't feel like she was there. Even when she was talking to, to Macbeth, like she was talking to the ceiling. And I really didn't understand I didn't understand if she was like a ghost or if she was really there. No, she's really there. She is really there. I just, it's, it's just a lot, man. Like I just, you know, it, it, I don't, I'm just saying this ain't for me. If this is what, if you got to be able to sit through these films and be a critic, then I got to switch to something. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a YouTube critic or something. Cause I don't, I don't, this, this wasn't it for me. I just, I can't even say, I can't even say it was bad. Right. Cause I just, it just wasn't for me. It just it it just didn't do nothing for me. It didn't keep me awake. That's for sure. It just didn't do nothing for me. I made the mistake of again. I was hearing the buzz about this film. Uh, we got the links for it, and uh, it was before um Wasp was voting, and so it was one of my films. I was like, well, you know, it's got Denzel in it. I'm hearing good buzz about it. Let me watch it, and you know, I. I asked my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I'm about to watch it. You want to watch it? And that was a mistake. That was a mistake. We probably broke, almost broke up that night because <laughs> I, I could just tell. She was such a great girlfriend. She was just so supportive of She sat there through this entire hour and 40. This is the longest hour and 40 some odd minute film I've ever seen in my fucking life. It felt like two and a half hours. Like, I'm, I get it. Some people are Shakespeare people. I, I'm with Brandon. I am not. I've never been a Shakespeare person. I've never gotten Shakespeare. Never. Ever. It's never done anything for me. It just hasn't. And I think part of the reason for it is I get it back in whenever the fuck Shakespeare time was. I'm sure this was great writing and considered great. It's 2022. No. It's 2022. Okay. Can, can, 
And go say it. Say, and, it, say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so Shakespeare was public theater. Like he got booed. Like the thing. This is. I like Shakespeare because I had somebody who broke Shakespeare down for me and actually cared enough to help me find a place to get what was happening with the language. So the way that they talked was a lot of the like colloquial way that they do it. Plus you had to find kind of more flowery or metaphorical ways of speaking because you could go to jail. Like if someone said what you were saying was in reference to someone who was in a particular position of power, or you were talking about the monarchy in a way that was considered to be unfavorable, you could get ghosted. So a lot of, and I think that's the thing that kind of got for me. I was like, oh, so some of it is deliberately in code, or sometimes he is talking past the point on purpose. But the other part of it is, is he's high. So he wasn't always sober. And neither were his audiences. This was like public theater. He used to get shit. Like they got stuffed on the shit to the stage. It's like this was not considered high art. He was considered to be common. And the thing that I liked about Macbeth is I, I think I said this to you before. I don't know if we were on the mic or if we were just talking. It's like almost all of us were forced to do that tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, sweep steps, blah, 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 speech. At some point in time, somebody made you do a monologue or soliloquy from something Shakespeare. And a lot of schools on the school list, it was Macbeth. Now, I got lucky because someone actually told me what that meant. Like the speech, they, like, they, they get, I got a translation. And I was like, oh, this is actually cool. This is interesting. It's like, there's this man and I don't think there's anything wrong with needing the subtitles on. I personally think if there's anything wrong with what Joel Cohen and some of the choices that he made, some of them are in the sound engineering. And I think it's and and the way that he had people facing the camera to pick up their voices isn't always the best. He did a lot. Of, he did keep some of the stage play like the like the, the the composite of where he had people going and where their voice went and he didn't always make sure that he captured all of that sound quality so turn the turn the subtitles on but like the the, the gist of this is, is a man is like he's number one loyal to the throne he's he's like head of his house like bad mofo when they go to war if they come back they're like oh but beth is on our side people just straight ran from him and then he runs in this woman who calls him you know the witches hail him king and the guy with him they hail uh the maker of kings so they promised Macbeth that he'd be king but they promised his dude that he would be the primogenitor of a line of kings and then they start seeing things that this crazy broad over a late said start to come true mm. and then Macbeth goes and tells his wife who it and and you're not wrong in the assessment that Frances McDermott stepped outside of staying in the scope of her role and started acting like she was in a different movie and that's one of the reasons why her lady Macbeth in 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 a vacuum I think is good but in in connection it was disconnected from what was happening here in ways that are essential and I think that's part of the reason why it's hard for people to stay clocked in, because if you don't clock into the fact that Macbeth told his wife about the predictions from the witch and his wife is the one who said, no, nah, we're going to do that. 
even if it means we have to kill the king to put you put your ass on the throne, we're going to do that. And a part of that has to do with the fact that his wife was past her childbearing years. So his 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 line ended with him. And and what what great what titles and 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 so I kind of got kind of pulled in to all of that mystery and myth and 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 the intrigue and the revenge and then him side eye and his boy and going so i get to be king but your kids get to be kings and they kids get to be kings hmm how y'all get to be king if i'm king i need to kill y'all i'm gonna kill that kid so bro fuck them them kids and i don't like the fact that it seems like this isn't something that people get and it pisses me off because watching this should be fun. So here's the thing, though. But you but, have but, to understand what's happening, but, but, bro, and that, they don't really but, make but, an effort to make it accessible. But that's but that, and that's my problem, right? So I understand. I I, I got from back. I understand the entire thing of what they were doing, right? But a couple yeah, things, right? A couple couple things of what you said, right? I got it. Huh? What be? Even falling asleep and waking up every ten yeah, minutes. It's, um, but, I also. Going on. But that's, that's my yeah, problem. That's what, that but, people like, don't on, know what's going on. on. It's like but, they don't but, get, they don't care. But here's the thing: it's just not interesting. Like I, I hear what you were saying about how they had to speak in code back then. So here's the thing: we's free. We's free. Stop. We didn't go. We ain't got to speak like that in 2022, right? Stop. We ain't got it. We we's free. We's we we's not sick, boss. We we's free. You got a problem right? with poetry? Because all it is is poetry. But, but I don't have but, a problem. But, with I don't that, have a poetry. Right? I don't have. I agree with that to an extent, Chris. Like. But all, but also while watching this, I was like, you know, it would be so much better if a bunch of niggas used black colloquialisms to do this film from different dialects of different areas. Like, just talk like niggas talk, but do the big best story. Like, there was that whole scene where old boy who was on the new twenty four that got canceled twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey was, Hawkins. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When he's talking, you're just like, mm-hmm. black people don't speak like this. And what are we doing? What are we doing? It was. That. It wasn't that. Like, it took my man. My man, he was telling my man that his wife and son got killed, but it was like miscommunication. It was like lost in translation. So my man was like, "Are you saying the bestower upon my future seed has perished?" And I was like, "He was, he was like, thou nayest lost this forever." your wife is dead. Yeah. Dude, just it'd be different if them niggas roll up in my fucking house and kill my wife, dog. And for them to be like, "My bad, bro. I'm sorry to tell you they did, though." Like I feel like type of translation. Of this film made it much more interesting. If at certain points, if at certain points, I would watch the hell out of that. I would watch that. I would. I really. I would actually watch that. Yo, it's, I would watch it's, the, it's, I would watch it's the, the Wu Tang thing. He's like, yo, yo, Shelby got bust two times in the head. Is is, is the he problem, dead? I, I agree with both y'all, but the problem is when they wanted to kind of make contemporary versions of Shakespeare plays, they didn't put them in the hands of the right people. So we got things like, oh. But, and but, she's but, all that. But but but, no, but, but, but this but this is my problem though. This is my problem. Right, great character. Like you have to have him doing the Shakespeare play the way it's written, and then randomly when some shit pops off that you need to be serious about, niggas completely break character and use a real voice but, and a real tone and dialect. Like so, Romeo and Juliet every time Mercutio popped off. But right, but, just have but, it actually pop off in their actual voice. Like hold up, bro. But this like, but, that, like it would be funny to me, but this wasn't. This but, wasn't but funny this, to but me. This, but this is. But this is my larger problem with this, right? At this point in 2022, you've seen. This is where I go back to saying there really are no. There every when people complain about there not being original movies anymore, 
I'm like, well, you can trace almost every movie back, no matter how you know unique you think it is. You can trace it back to like the basic concepts. So the oh. concepts you have in Macbeth are in so many other fucking films that are just as good that you can watch. And so I'm watching Macbeth going like, why do I need to see this now in 2022? I'm not a Shakespeare person. I do not want to. I do not want to hear this old English mother shit. Shit that I don't. What are you talking about? Speak American. What are we doing? Hell, I'd even oh, take it. I'd even wow. take it. I'd even take it if they spoke another fucking language, and then put subtitles. I, I could take that. But when you're speaking English, and I still don't know what you're fucking saying. What are you talking about? What are you, are you Boomhauer from from fucking King of the Hill? What the fuck's going on? I shouldn't need translation for this shit. But I'm like, even come on, guys. It's like it's just English, it's bro. So, still, it's still straightforward. This shit ain't just pronounced all the way. So, These motherfuckers are clearly enunciating words organized in a way that is none that can be described as no other way than fucking chaotic. Like, it is no <laughs> to talk this way like, ever. Like, it's you know how many times I'm watching this movie, I just want to pull up the wrap it up box and be like, hey, hey, B, come on, y'all. Hey, You're bro, still talking. Point. Look, come on. Dog, what are we doing? <laughs> Land the goddamn plane. What are we doing? What are we doing? And so this is my problem. And, and it's a larger problem, though, right? I understand that there's oh, this is going to be something for somebody, right? I, I get it. People like Shakespeare. They're going to want the, this is that kind of film. The thing I, uh, the, the, my larger problem when I have something like this is that. I'll compare it to this. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. Listen, I love Christopher Nolan films, right? I do. Love it. But I'll be the first one to tell you that, listen, he, he made Tenet for a certain subset of people. He just did. Because yep. he went full, he went full sci-fi and decided, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to go this way. Films like Inception, films like even Interstellar are still accessible to some people. There's this thing with filmmakers and just films in general where you are making your film for such a small subset of people that I start having the questions like, why are we even, like, keep it small. This shouldn't be, this is not a wide release. It's not something you're doing. It's the difference in, in you know, for all the trouble that people and in, in, in hate people give for Marvel films and MCU films, the one thing I can say is what they always do is they're accessible. They're accessible to the general public and they still have all the elements that you're trying to get in some of these other films, you still get there. And they're still entertaining. They're still fun. This is why these film, people go to see these films. Like, it, it just feels like this is one of those films where somebody wanted to go, I'm going to be a snob about it, and yeah, we're going to... I just... I can't... I, I just hate it. I fucking hate it. I would never, ever, ever watch this film again. Ever. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting around someday, and I'm just sitting around. You know what I'm going to do? Watch The Tragedy of Macbeth. Never, never in a million fucking years. I would but never do that. Who are these films for at this point? I, I just don't like, know. Remaking them? Who are they remaking Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth and whatever else the fuck? Like, who are they making them for? Because they've been made so many goddamn times. It, you know, it, I, I feel the same way about shit like Robin Hood, too. Why and 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 King Arthur? Anything having to do with fucking King Arthur? Isn't there another like, King I, Arthur I, movie coming out? Why did he? I feel like there is. I feel like there is. I feel like every. I five, think for I think with years. respect to this one, it had to do with wanting to change slightly the focus and 
change how they did the dynamic of Macbeth. I also know it's a big, huge thing for Joe Cohen. It's kind of been like a passion project. And and it's also something where we don't have a whole bunch of Macbeths, and Macbeth is usually only on the stage. So for Macbeth, they're, they're, this is, this is tr- strictly for like the prestige audience, people who like Shakespeare, people who like played play adaptations to stage and people who don't have a problem with poetic middle english but outside of that this movie is not really so like for say what so like 10 people there's more than 10 people fool i got more than 10 friends like that so stop it but outside that this stop it i'm gonna punch both y'all set your house on fire y'all got houses i ain't gonna house put your house on fire. but no i beyond that i don't disagree is the larger argument but that's also one of the reasons why i said I don't think we need another Macbeth after this Macbeth. I think I started by saying that. I think that this is probably the best distillation of Macbeth that we're going to get. And there are plenty of other ways and there are plenty of other stories and there are plenty of other people you can translate that you could pick stuff up. But a big part of it has to do with keeping control of the product. Maintaining control of the license, keeping control of what the craft and the narrative and what it's going to look like and Hollywood and the people and the powers that be when it comes to screenwriting and stuff, they're real big on wanting to keep those narratives. And on the other hand, there is a segment of people who say, not until we get our turn. We want to take our shot at this. And there are also still people who were like, well, we would like to have a more, you know, up to date version of this because it's still taught in schools. And quite frankly, I would prefer for people to use the, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet when they teach it in class than the one about the girl where the music and it's all with the light, soft lighting and it's because I fell asleep and fell out my chair in school for that. So there's also just kind of the, that idea of stuff out of the literary canon. Do I think that they stick too close to the bone and make it too white? Because those are the ones they want everybody to think is what equals greatness. Yes. Do I think we should excise all of them? No. But, you know but I, I think we I, could I, cast the net a lot wider. I mean, I think I, I, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's my problem. Is like because I mean, you said like, hey, at one point, you know, we said this is the first time we were talking about this. It's like this is for people that you know we all had to recite some kind of Shakespeare growing up and things like that. And I think that's part of my fucking problem. I'm like, why? Why do we have to? Like, to me, Shakespeare is always that thing that everybody holds on to. And I'm like, this shit isn't that great, you know? And so to continually have to watch these, whether it's Macbeth or something else, be made over and over again, you know? Macbeth's been made now, so now you know somebody's going to do another Romeo Juliet or some other kind of, um, you know, maybe a Hamlet or something like that. Someone's going to do another one now, right? Now that this is out and it's, and it's getting all the buzz from, from the, right, the right corners, somebody's going to make something else. And it's just like, why are we so stuck on Shakespeare? Like, w- why? Why are you forcing kids to do that? Why are you forcing kids to recite Shakespeare? What are we doing? Why? Like, and I think that's part of my fucking problem with this whole thing. So maybe it's not my. And, I, and again, maybe no, the problem is not no, the movie, there's but it's like. I mean, there's this, a whole movement is. called Disrupt Text that's about doing exactly what the two of you guys talked about on here taking things, replacing them with something that has a more contemporary and a connective tissue to, to people who have to learn about it, bringing in texts that have more of an understanding and a relationship to the people who have to read it, that have the same effect and impact and gravitas and weight to what's considered to be the quote unquote great canon. And 
I don't think either one of you are wrong. I personally think that they should be done in conjunction to each other. I don't think you should get them one in a silo. I mean, there are plenty of reimaginings, particularly some of the best ones are being done by non-white people, which is your problem. But in respect to what you said about, you know, things getting greenlit, I mean, I'm pleasantly happy to know that a significant number of the reimaginings or people who were playing around with the themes that come out of Shakespeare or come out of, for God's sake, Hans Christian Handersen, because we can't seem to stop making them damn fairy tales over again, too, are actual retellings and reimaginings by non-white people or by queer people or by women or some mixed match of all the different things of people who are outside of the cis, male, white, hetero, dominant paradigm. And that's why they don't die. Really but it's also why we end up getting the, like, the the one that Hollywood wants everyone to consider to be the penultimate version because people fight to keep the canon, um, you know, white. I just, I just, I just feel like I feel like I feel like Shakespeare got us in a stranglehold. We just gotta gotta free ourselves. Like you need He'd to put be so confused and mad because he didn't get paid like this for this you shit. Need to put Shakespeare up in like with the statues, man. Just go put him in a museum somewhere and stop bringing it out all the time, man. I, I just care. don't get it, dog. I'm sorry. Don't. Like, I I'm I, even in school, I didn't understand it. I don't understand when we dub something as classic that that means it, it, it is the thing. It can never die. Taught. It is the canon that must be taught every year to every child of every grade forever. I just, I don't understand it. And I definitely don't understand it with films because there is so much material out here. There are so many stories and so many books. And for some reason, some director or writer or producer gets to the pinnacle of their career and they go, I now need to do a Shakespeare film. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to prove? Leave that shit for the plays in the coffee houses, dog. Like, it's not necessary, in my opinion, to get to that point and need to do this. And like, I understand what you're saying, Ro, about like a new age reimagining of the material, but also when when does that run its course? Because you can only new age reimagine a period piece so much. Like, I don't care how many times you try to redo Robin Hood. At the end of the day, it's a motherfucker stealing from motherfucker stealing. Like, it, it, it's 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 a very basic concept story. And it's, a, it's like run its course so many times. I don't understand how you can be like, you can take it and go, yep, I'm about to make this peanut butter and Putter, this peanut butter and jelly sandwich different from the last 20 niggas that made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich but nigga it's still peanut butter and jelly like it's still Shakespeare bro y'all still using the words in the play and you still have certain ways you want characters to enunciate or bring a character to screen to life on screen you might be like I'm gonna put my actor spin on it I'm gonna put my Denzel spin on Macbeth that's cool I guess but like to me it's just it, it, you keep doing it like niggas trying to out Macbeth each other and I don't understand why we're that we're at that point. Is there no other thing, no other plays is no, that have not seen an adaptation for the screen? Is there nothing else out there worthy? You know, of you someone know. When I can take this and run with it and make it new and give it a voice that it didn't have, or I could do Romeo and Juliet again with like Kiki Lane and you know I don't know a, a, a hot young black actor who's out right now, and it be different because it's black. Romeo and Juliet, which also kind of annoys me, and I hate that I'm, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but that also annoys me when we get black creatives out here who get the power and the money in the back and to do these things, and the first thing they want to do is run and reimagine a white story, 
Like we have black writers and authors in our own stories that don't have a space that we can now fill. So I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't want to see black Macbeth or black Romeo and Juliet. You know, I'm I personally see- think part of the reason why he did Macbeth is because he's also using this money to turn around and do Augustus Wilson's plays. I mean, I guess, but he also got money. Like he doing equilibrium, he doing equalizer three. So my man literally going from like Big Beth to Equalizer Three. You, you know, four right now. You know what? You know what just hit me when you were talking, Brandon. Right, but you just I, said that you wanted people to make make a power move and start doing things that have to do with the black canon and and the storytellers that we have. And one that takes money, and two, he has to buy that. A lot of this has to do with who owns what and what's in the public domain. A significant part of the reason why you start seeing people as they start coming up, telling these stories and taking them off themes of what we recognize and reimagining things is because this stuff is in the public domain, which means they don't have to pay somebody to play with those themes or play in those narratives because now it's free. But that's why. So you got somebody like Denzel who wants to do a, a, you know, more out of fences and Wilson's work and all that stuff, that stuff's not free. And yeah, he but, has to fight and bid to get it, so. So you're telling me that they Coco Melanin on screen, that's what they're doing. Like, we're going to hit the public domain and sing Itsy Bitsy Spider 300 times so that we can then go and sing a song by a creative Black person. But my thing is with this, Tim doing Macbeth the 66th time on screen did not are we saying that that gave them enough money to then go and purchase a black play to do it? Because equilibrium equalizer three definitely would do more for that than this is going to do for it because the audience for this is so niche, it's so small. But like, how much do they pay Denzel? Do you understand that Denzel Washington is the reason why everybody whose movie ended up on the HBO Max platform got paid? It's about look. It's about power. If if he feels like he wants to continue to elevate himself and he wants to show his chops in a way at a level that he wouldn't ordinarily get because people don't necessarily get access to plays and he wants to do it on the screen, I'm going to let him. Now, do I recognize and acknowledge that it's niche? Yes. Do I understand that the most likely audience for that is probably not going to be Black people? Sadly, I have to admit that, yes, it will be. But this puts him in a position with white people that makes him even more unfuckwithable. Now, Denzel may be our guy, but let's be real. He's still a black man in Hollywood and he gets treated like it sometimes. So money talks. And quite frankly, why should he have to dig out of his own pocket when he can go, go get somebody else's and get them to underwrite it because they saw what he did with this other project? I mean, let's keep... I, are I, we? Are I, you saying that because he did Macbeth that they're now going to let him do more plays like Fences? I don't Denzel, agree I think, I, don't. Have a, I think he'll have less of a hard time getting the movie put on i don't fences they fought for fences from the stage to the screen and then let's be real they got snubbed when it came awards time it's fine that they got snubbed but what 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 do we what do you mean when they when you say they fought how how did they fight exactly funding days funding for fences no, no, I, but I, I hear what you're saying, Ro, but I don't, uh, I'm with Brandon. I don't think that this somehow is going to make that easier. No, I simply think that this is just something he wanted. 
Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's why I said this is if this is where he feels like he is. If there are certain directors and things that they want to work on, and when they bring him a project, he gets the opportunity to say, "You know what? I've never done this. I want to do this. It'd be great if we could see this with somebody." And and then he has the, the potential and possibility to open the door to put people like Corey Hawkins on at a better, at a higher level than ordinarily for people to get to actually see, like we live in a world where people are convinced that black people didn't exist in the time of Shakespeare, that people didn't exist in the UK in the Renaissance. Now, do I feel like we need to beat a damn horse for all day long to redo all these stories? No, but for Christ's sake, I don't have a problem with them putting black people in these roles and mixing up these casts in ways that's not unreasonable to believe could have happened because we've been here and we've been out here. And that's a big part of the reason why I think black people will gravitate and agree to do some of these roles and some of these period pieces because there does need to be a version where it's not so milksop white that people turn around and say, well, if it's the Middle Ages, what are black people doing here? What are potatoes doing here, fool? Because potatoes don't those, exist on the, the mainland. Black those, people did. But those, but those people are going to say that all the time. Though. Right, fool, right. But my thing is just, at the end of the day, who is that for? Because it's not a black project. It's just because you put in black people, it's still white source material. It's still for a white audience majority. Like I get that. I get that whole we can but hold our chops. Shown to, it'll be shown in places where black people will see it. Somebody is going to play the tragedy of Macbeth in school and it'll be the first damn time that white people have watched something in this time period with black people in it. It'll be the first di- Trust me. Serious uh, first before they see this and that's definitely got white people and black people in it. On screen. Not if you in school. I, I guarantee mean, you more schools are showing back the periods than this version of Macbeth. No, I, I no, 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 no. Stop it. Right. I'm they not will. even going to go there with you on some, that. So no, I, some look, some theater teacher going to pull this out. I talked to plenty. Of, I'm not even yeah. talking about theater class. I'm talking about English. These That's classes true, get yeah. shown in English classes. They yeah. get shown in creative writing classes. And if yeah. there is a version of the movie that somebody who's got to sit through that damn class they already don't want to be in, and they get to look at a black person, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, but I'm gonna tell you right now, if it was me sitting in that class, I yeah. wouldn't have cared if it was black or white or something. Like I didn't say I didn't say you would care if so, it was so, black or so, not. So, and quite so, frankly, so, yeah. it's not just a black kid who I would be happy for. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, the one who's gonna basically have to reckon with it is white kids. I'm perfectly okay if the world gets to be a little bit browner. And they have to deal with the fact that that's actually reality and not just politics. I mean, no, 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 bro, bro. So, bro, a couple of things. When I hear what you're saying. I think you're I I I think you have a I'm trying to put this in the right way. I think you, you have a higher opinion, which I know is not high, but I think you have a higher opinion of these little white kids than I do because I don't think some kids are doing that. I don't think anybody's gonna have that okay. that come to Jesus moment by watching tragedy okay. Beth in school. That's, I just don't. I mean, I just, I, I'm sorry. I, mean, I just look, I hear I'm, what you're I'm saying. Only, I'm only I, a fucking I, tutor, but I, okay. Right, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't. I just don't believe. I, I'm sorry, and maybe I'm just jaded at this point because where we've been I at the last two jaded. years. I think you're jaded. I don't. I, look, I just some, don't. And believe some places, Jesus. and in some cases, not all the kids are trash. <sighs> okay. All right. I right, listen. Listen. Like, I'm, I'm on some fucking kids. Trust me. I'm. I look. I tutor. And I was stunned and shocked. Okay. Okay. I'll take. You know what. I can I can admit that I don't have all the facts. I'm just saying 
anecdotally, but, I'm also fucking kids. But, but I get it. No, so it's fine. No, but, no, no, but it's fine. I think it's I think it's harder to silo people. It's harder. Like, look, there have been plenty of people who have access to Apple TV Plus. Somebody gonna press play on this. They may not leave it on once they realize that Macbeth ain't white. But it'll be too late then. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not, even, it's not even gonna be. It's not, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be when Macbeth starts talking. You. When they start talking, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" And turn that shit off. But right, I hear you. I hear. Yeah, you. I hear. You. Watch Swan Song. I, I, song, I will bro. say this. Listen, <laughs> right. I, Swan Song is good. But I will say this is the other thing too. And, and Brandon was kind of going down this road, and and it was, it was getting me thinking. I think the other problem I have, um, and it's it's. It's so funny, right, that when you have films, you know, the blockbuster films or things like that, and people start complaining about how those are the only films that get made and things like that, but then you get Shakespeare that's always getting remade in some kind of way. It's just funny to me that all of a sudden that, con- that, that, that argument goes away, right? How many times, like just going through that, how many times have you seen, you know, a Romeo and Juliet film? Nobody talks about how we have too many of those. You know, if this starts kicking off a bunch of now Macbeths, because I know what you're saying, Ro, that this should be the definitive. They don't make any more, but you know that's not going to happen, right? You know, now somebody's got to do it else. Now somebody else right. has got to make them and things like that. And it's going to keep going on. Nobody's ever going to go, we have too many. Nobody ever goes, we've had too many Shakespeare things. We just move into something else. It's never that. It's, it's never these type of things that are, we get too many of them. It's always, well, no, we now have to have another way. Now somebody else has a better interpretation. And now we got to just see this and sit through this and do this. It's always fine. But the, the, the problem is, unlike, you know, I'll go with it. Unlike comic book films where when you make comic book films, comic books are still going. You know, there's new Spider-Man stories today, right? There's new, there's new Avenger stories today. That's not a new Shakespeare story. It's the same fucking story. And we're going to keep telling that film or telling that story. Over and over and over and over and over and over again, and everything's fine with it. And I, get, I think that's also the thing that bothers me when it comes to this. nobody ever has a problem with the fact that you're telling this, literally telling the same story over and over again when it comes to. This. And I don't mean anybody here, ever. I don't mean you and things like that. But you know what I'm saying. You've you've seen those same critics that complain about how, oh well, we've seen another Spider-Man story, oh another Batman story, another this, yeah, yeah, oh another Shakespeare story. We're gonna do that again. Are you gonna do what you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna ask for that? You're fine with that. And literally it's the same fucking story. Like, there's no spoiling Macbeth. Everybody fucking knows what happens. You can't spoil this. You can't spoil Romeo and Juliet. You can't spoil Hamlet. You can't spoil any of this shit. Because it's the same story told every single time. And we're fine with that. Right. And I think that's the other thing that, that has me a little jaded here. That when you have these things that are really, really niche, right, and are obviously aimed at a really small target audience, right, and I hear all the good that you say that could possibly come out of this, again, I'm gonna take your word on it, I, I'm on some fucking kids type <laughs> shit, but like, I hear it, and it just, it makes me mad that people make it seem like, you know, if, if, it, if, if blockbuster films are so bad and things like that, then this film would never would have gotten made to begin with, right? You wouldn't mm-hmm. see another in, in in five years. You won't see another Macbeth. You know you're going to see another one now, right? You wouldn't but see I'm, another. I, like we I, know I it's going to happen. You, I already told you if they start tripping the light, fantastic down the road of the the let's try to one up each other's version. I'm be right there with you to drag. I I, I don't disagree. 
this is why I like these discussions. Like I liked, I liked this movie, but I knew that I was going in because I wanted to know what he was going to do with Macbeth, how he was going to stage it, how was he going to use the people. I've always liked it when Denzel occasionally just busts out and starts quoting Macbeth or starts quoting in Shakespearean tones and be confusing the hell out of people because I always hear it in the tone for Training Day because I got problems. So well, I knew what sound like. Like he Denzel is hard to do. <laughs> Okay. I know, I know. <laughs> if he do a training day, Big Beth or Francis, that nigga is going to sound like Denzel Washington, and that's that's the only thing that I was waiting to hear. I was like, is he going to actually be able to pull a Jeffrey Wright or something here and change his voice up? And he can't because that's not Denzel's bag. That's no, just, just like he can't not smack his hands at some point, he's going to clap or his lips because <laughs> that's not Denzel's or, yeah. bag. And, and you know what? It's fine. But, it works. But I knew it's, going it in it's for fine. that. What? Right. And it's fine. Like to me, acting, everything. The acting is great. You know the way it's shot is great. Everything like that. It's just again, it's on. It's on that list of those films of I'll never ever fucking watch this again. Never watch this again. I'll never ever want to sit through this. It was painful for me to sit through, and it's just one of those things of what is the space for those kind of films? Like what? What is this? What? What is this thing when you're you're releasing your film wide, but the target audience it's so like small? Like it's what are we doing? Like what's the I just I don't I don't I don't have a problem with that, right? I think that I think that people can enjoy films in theaters despite COVID. Let's just talk let's just like let's remove COVID from this situation for right now. Let's just talk about people who like movies. I think if you enjoy watching a movie in like Charles you know, theater or whatever, like that's your thing, then cool. If you like watching stuff at home and that's your thing, then cool. If you had a home theater, that's cool. Like you should be able to watch movies if you can, you know, given with the variants that we can provide, right? And the screen's available. I think you should be able to watch films however you want. I think it's dumb that they don't play older films all the time, you know, that they constantly will put a theater on 19 screens, right? Instead of just being like, yeah, okay, there is a new Spider-Man film out. But for some reason this week, we're playing Parenthood from the 90s or we're playing like Dumb and Dumber also or Home Alone. Like, it, it, to me, I feel like you should, you should kind of widen that out. And I don't feel like that should be kind of bound to just like theaters that are struggling to stay in their whole shtick now is that they play old films to get people to come to the theater and watch them and relive those moments. I feel like if you want to put Macbeth on screen, that's fine. It, this, that's not really my thing. My 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 issue more so is just the fact that there these Shakespeare plays are held up to this point of you know now as as a black actor they look at him and they go, I want to go do Macbeth, and to me it's just, I don't get it right because I maybe it's because I'm not an actor maybe because I wasn't a drama kid I don't get what makes these plays that we had to learn in school or learn about in school so fucking good to the point where a black actor goes. I want to do Macbeth when I might ask, how come y'all didn't do a Raisin in the Sun? Right? And I'm, and I'm not saying I want to go see a Raisin in the Sun in theaters. I'm saying, though, I feel like it's more beneficial to Black audiences, to young children watching, actors and such, people in school, so they can show that in school, too, to be able to go, Shakespeare won't the only motherfucker out here writing plays, dog. Like, there were black playwrights and everything else and black stories through playwrights. So while we might have been excluded from the Shakespearean verse, like universe, 
we weren't excluded from other universes that can be now portrayed and adapted because we have a lane and we have spaces for them. That's they my do. I, I ain't so, seen no so, raisin. So, you might be raising the sun on ABC, but I ain't seen a raisin in the sun on no big screen, bro. But I would say, but I would say, does it get the same respect? And I think that's where it comes from. Right? No, 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 no. I don't just. I, I'm not taking. I'm not taking issue with the fact that they don't get the same respect. They don't get the same kind of gravitas or anything like that. I, I feel you. I, I, I don't. I don't disagree. And they. I mean, Raisin in the Sun was made in 1961, but uh, Sidney Poitier was in it, by the way. But no, I, 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 we're talking about recent, bro. Like Macbeth was made two months ago. No, that's all enough. I'm saying. Like, no, no, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But I mean, it's got to be the right person, the right project, and I think that's the part where we run into the problem. That Agreed. conversation of that quote, that quote unquote right person, quote unquote right project. You know. I'm covering Sundance right now, and when I tell you, right person, right project is, mm, especially on some theme thematically black projects, it's, mm, you know, and 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 who's got the power in that dynamic? And like I, 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 I don't disagree. It's like I think we have an amazing crap crop of young, talented. And older, talented black actors who don't even know who each other are. So you don't really have Denzel putting people on unless they come into his orbit. And the, uh, some of these people are not getting into his orbit because they're not getting tapped for projects where they may come into a room where he'll see their work or he'll see there's something from them. And then, and then vice versa. You got younger actors who don't have any respect for the people who put it down in front of them. And that's part of the reason why you got this whole little gatekeeping thing. I do not disagree with you that people use stuff like Shakespeare to gatekeep. They like, 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 I mean, it used to be like if you couldn't do Shakespeare in the park or you couldn't go and do uh, off, off somewhere and get into a play as a black person or you were coming out of the royal academy and you couldn't get put on in one of those roles you couldn't get work i mean that used to be the big huge debate about uh david Udalo from london versus Idris ilba about who was much better for the profile of james bond and it all came down to their their training level and where they came from it's a class issue so I don't, I don't disagree. I don't know how we solve this problem. I don't uh, clearly making an obscene number of Shakespeare's and just mixing up the ethnicity and representation levels is not going to get it done. But I also don't know how you get these other projects. I don't know who owns Raisin in the Sun now. Could it even be remade? Who owns it? Do we know who has property rights? No, I don't know. That's, I'm giving an example because I don't know. It's a great example. I'm just saying, like for me, it's just there have to be stories out there and play and, and and to the and to the right of if people are not within the realm for Denzel or within his you know orbit to to for him to see them or be able to acknowledge them and then want to work with them. I think part of that is on him because it like it's just okay. Pe- people had to be watching when you was coming up for you to get your opportunity right for you to be placed in a space where you could be seen noticed and then taken to the next level. And that same thing then has to go down. When you're at the top, 
it's okay to look down and see who's coming up. And if you could help them, cool. If there's projects that you can help with, cool. And I'm not saying Denzel doesn't do that. I'm not saying he people does. like him, Will Smith, et cetera, do not do things like that. Right now, Brad Pitt is still at like number one spot for this. I'm not saying they don't help to do these things. I'm just saying that it, when for people to, to need to be in his space for him to see them, part of the part of the onus is also on him to be out here watching things and looking for new talent. Right. Because he has to work in this industry and with, and with his power, with his type of control and his notoriety, that's like probably one of the top 10 A-list actors that people can name. And I'm not going to get into people going back and naming people that people ain't like actually watched. Right. We're talking this era, this generation. He is in the top 10 of best actors, most noticed, most name dropped actors at that point. Right. He has the power. He has so much power. I understand distribution deals. I understand the cost of films. I get all of that. But the types of films that you could make on the budgets necessary to make a quality version of them is not crazy. So, and, and for Denzel, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's literally nothing. How do and we it know doesn't that? Have... We run in this man's pockets like we know. Man, Denzel is fine. Like, man. Right, fine. but... But we act like everybody makes mad money all the time and that money doesn't have to last for years. Actors are gig workers. They are freelancers. One of the reasons why there is such an obscene amount of money associated with projects in the MCU is because they are locking them down for years and in a large respect, blocking them from doing other things that might compromise their ability to be available to the MCU for the next time around. So that money goes for years. I'm not saying that he's not fine, but I also think that this needs to be bigger than a one-on-one. Yeah, he has a responsibility and I think that he he does a good job. I think he could do better. At a minimum, he could not admit on camera when he don't know who a young black actor is just because the question was posed to him poorly by the person asking it and i think he could do better in that respect but i think that we've gone kind of but beyond this just being like at a, an actor to an actor level we need to like really be talking about what are we doing about reinvigorating these programs like the the speech competition where people take one of wilson's plays and it goes all the way to like a big huge thing those are yeah, those are theater kids those are people who want to get into programs it's like the yale program when you start realizing how many black actors are coming out of there and people are like oh well that's yale but you have to understand that's the kind of program where you don't necessarily have to have had this picture perfect educational resume to get into like you can shoot your shot and if they like you, they'll take you. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of black people have gotten put on coming in to Yale to that particular program. Like it is like it's, but we don't really have something like that out of like, maybe like the HBU, HBCU system anymore. Howard is doing some of that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of people reach back to go to those schools, but that's again, we're siloed, we're siloed like up on the West coast and we're like, and, but we don't really have anything. So maybe what we need to be talking about is that. And if we want to stop seeing the Shakespeare, if we want the go-to for people who want to try to prove, show and prove their talent and the breadth of it. So they don't get typecast. Then yeah, that that's a bigger conversation that I'm always down to have. But I mean, I want y'all to not have your Shakespeare. 
I just don't want it to have to be nope. Oscar-worthy content every time it gets done because somebody did Shakespeare. That's just that's that's what kind of that's what kind of yeah. be having rolling my eyes. I hundred percent agree that like tragedy of Macbeth was on my list for a lot of stuff that had to do with like craft, like the right. black and How, white, I, the staging, yeah. those choices. I'm not, and, and I can't, I cannot drag this film down as poor quality. It's not. The black and white is used fine. The acting is there. Uh, Francis McDormand is there in spirit sometimes. Mm. You mm. know, and other people like Corey Hawkins was fine. Um, even even the scene with his wife and the murder of him and his child was just like, you know, on it. Right. It, it's stuff like that. It's fine. Like, I don't have an issue with that. I'm just I just don't. And this, I'm kind of pulling from like Chris's box now. I really don't want it. I hate being in these conversations with critics where they want to they just, you know, they praise the shit out of these because it's Shakespeare. And well, it, I also and think it's, it's all, because it's easy. It's easy. They can crib note this. If they don't know Macbeth, they can go and pull the cliff notes right quick and watch it with it on with the translation next to them. Somebody can tell them what each one of that line means and they can go through that all day long. They don't have to miss any of the nuance because somebody's done some spark notes on them to tell them what the themes are and, and, and where they should be connecting and where the emoting is. Now, I personally think that a lot of people who get into Shakespeare and think that that's something that they then later want to do, maybe you're coming from a different place. Like they had somebody like I had who got them into the connect. And I like the words kind of started like working for me. It's like, but I transitioned out of Shakespeare into like things like Voltaire and Candide because I'm fucking weird. We already know this, but I think with respect to what you're saying, when we really kind of think about that, we like, it's easy for them. They don't read like, like their conceit and their disrespect of like comics and serials is because they got to read the whole thing and go through the whole arc and pay attention to what's happening. And they got to think that narrative flow requires something. And quite frankly, a lot of those themes are the same that come from Shakespeare and they're just too fucking dumb to realize it because nobody could cliff note it for them. That's what it is. That's why they like these things. That's why you get those like super snooty, obnoxious, faux educated intellectuals who want to wax and wane poetic about this it's because somebody's already laid the groundwork for how they're supposed to be able to do this and respond to this so they've already got a preset checklist to go again anything new anything outside the box there's a risk that they might miss that nuance there's a chance that they might step in their foot they may have to come out and say something like oh well that didn't even you know register for me and it could turn out to be a big thing that they missed. And then they look like they got egg on their face or people are like, well, why are you a critic? Because you missed something major. So, yeah, this is safe for them. I, That's I, what it really is. It's safety. I, I just want to free us from the bonds of Shakespeare. <laughs> Give I, us just, free. I just want I just want everybody to know Shakespeare's dead. He can't hurt you no more. You ain't got a whole lot of this shit. There's so much Listen, other stuff Chris, out there. I hate There's, you so much. I'm just, I'm just saying this. Like, how, why are we still doing this? Like, I just don't understand. I, and I think that's my biggest problem at this point. It's just like, why are we still talking about this old motherfucker? Like, why, <laughs> why are we doing it? Like, I just, I just don't. I, I just, I'm never gonna get it. I'm never gonna like it. I can recognize the good performances. I can recognize. I understand what I understand what the themes are. I understand what. What it is, because again, and this is my problem. It's like 
I even not under not understanding the words, you know what the you know what the movie's telling you to do because you've seen it ten thousand times before. Because like you said, these these are the same stories that we've seen before Shakespeare and after Shakespeare and things like that. It's all kind of the same shit, you know. It it just is, you know, paranoia, the uh, 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 reading the room wrong, of uh, 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 listening to somebody you shouldn't be listening to, who eggs, who 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 gets you to do some really horrible things that you probably you know shouldn't have done, and then digging your fucking own grave. Like these are all things. We, I know these. I know. I know. I've seen it. All right. I just want to. But where did you learn it? Hmm? Not from Shakespeare. But where did you learn it? Not from Shakespeare. That's a, and that's my thing. It's like because I wasn't a pandemic in class during Shakespeare because I didn't like Shakespeare, so I learned from something else. And that's my mm-hmm. thing. It's like we don't you don't need Shakespeare. You don't need to remake these things. You don't need to put them onto film to get these stories out there because you can break down all these other films into those same type of themes without having to do this. Right? Like right. it's time to it's time to put this shit into a museum and move the fuck on. It's twenty twenty two. Right, you can I still mean, they get the put art. this shit in the museum in 1995. What are you but, talking but about? But that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's time to hang it up. You know, there's plenty of ways because this is the other problem I have a little bit when we talk about this idea of hey, you know, is it was it great to be able to see Corey Hawkins and and you know and uh, who was the the woman that played his wife? Um, uh, I can't remember. But like to see black people in these roles, I get it. That's great. But like, part of me also feels like. Wait, is she telling me now that people are only going to respect Corey Hawkins now because he finally did a Shakespeare film? Now people go, oh, he can act. Like, I also had, that's another piece of this that, that, that drives me fucking crazy. It's like, oh, wait, so it finally, you're finally giving this respect now because we finally did Macbeth. And so now all of a sudden that shows that I'm okay, cool. Like you have to, do, you have to do Macbeth or you're not. Come on. Like this, that's the other part that bothers the fuck out of me about all this shit. This stuff is held Agreed. in such high esteem esteem that you can't do other good things like to me um you know a, a barry jenkins film like that should be enough you do a barry jenkins film, i don't need to see shakespeare i've seen a bear i've seen barry jenkins films you can get the same things out of those why am i doing why are we doing macbeth why are we doing romeo and juliet why are we doing any of this other shit you know like i i don't get it you know I've seen waves, <laughs> you know, I like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You can get the same quality and the same great storytelling and the same tragedies and all that stuff. You can get all that stuff out of contemporary stories that don't have Shakespeare's name attached to it. And so I think that's the thing that also just like, I want us to be free. I want us to put this shit up on the museum where it belongs and stop pulling it back out. Are you going to title this episode "Free Us from Shakespeare"? Give us free. Give us free. That's all I'm saying. Give us free. And Lady thank Macduff you. is Moses Ingram. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to put I her did, name out there because you know, thanks. Yeah, no, yeah. She. I mean, again, and that's the thing. It's like, and, and I'm with you. Like, you can. Wa- I can watch this film. Go like, all right, cool. Yeah, okay. I see. I can literally check off. Okay, I see where who's going to get nominated for what. All right, that's what it. Like it. Honestly, at this point, it's boring. It's boring. You know. It's like, because when, when you get a good cast, you get a good director, you get him in there, all right, cool. It's like, it's boring. There's nothing, all right, great. You've done great. You've shown that you can do Shakespeare. Congratulations. Like you said, everybody learns it in school. 
Everybody's gone through it in school. What are, it's nothing even new. Is it even really stretching your? Is it even really stretching your acting chop chops at this point? Because everybody has to do Shakespeare. You know, is it? Is it at this point? No, it's not. It's boring because everybody fucking does it. But it's not seen as that way, right? It's not, right? It's it's seen as exactly the opposite. Even though everybody learns Shakespeare, everybody does it, everybody goes through it, it's not seen as being common. It's seen as this great thing that shows, oh wow, I was seeing the um it was the clip of um Colbert and and Denzel uh going back and forth with Shakespeare, right? People going, Oh wow, look at the, look and I'm like oh, what? This is it's like drinking basic, water. Bro. It's drinking water. Pretty- it's drinking water for yeah. me. What are we doing? Now all of a no, sudden I mean, you're gonna I, respect I, 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 get, I, just- I get it. I get it. I don't I get it. And I I'm I don't disagree with any of that. I, again, I don't think we need another right. Macbeth. I'm good. I'm right. good on Macbeth. Thank you. Next. I, but yeah, no, but yeah. I think maybe it's because I have a different relationship. He's never been up on a pedestal for me. He's not even my favorite dude. I just like right. a couple of his plays. And that's why like, like and that's why I'm able character. to do this review with you, right? Because I know I know you're coming from a different angle. It's the same thing with anything that comes from these kind of the kind of the, the literary anything that comes from a literary background, while we when you when we do a review with you, it you bring that other perspective that I think is still unique enough and different enough from where I think a lot of my um my problems for most of the people that do review this stuff come from and so i appreciate that as well right i appreciate oh, it that's why i like right. no that's why i like talking to y'all they get mad like they're like oh yeah she gets it and then i'll get in there and we start having the conversation and then they start to realize that we are not simpatico right when it comes to what they think is the bar for greatness or i'm like look i think that denzel washington put on a performance as macbeth that quite frankly, for what you have the expectation of Macbeth to be, is at this point unfuckwithable, and we should now retire the fucking jersey. I'm t- I'm good. And they're like, oh, but wait. I'm like, no, no, no. We're good. Close the book. You want to do something else out of Shakespeare? He got a whole. He got a hundred other plays. Go find one. Figure it out. I don't. I won't talk about this no more. And then when and and when like then they realized that one of the reasons why I was happy it got a bigger audience because I was like, it's harder to deny that we didn't exist. When we start making projects that show us looking and dressed at all the different levels of class and hierarchy, just like y'all, I like that. You know, I keep telling folks, I'm not quite, I'm, I'm a little bit more radical than folks think, but that's why I enjoy talking to you. It's why I enjoy talking to B. It's why I've missed talking to both y'all, even when y'all are crazy. I told, I told my mom and I told my best friend that we were talking about this and they were like, you're talking about the tragedy of Macbeth with Chris and Brandon. I'm like, yeah. Do they even like Shakespeare? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> they gonna act up, and I'm ready. I can't wait to hear it. Oh Jesus Christ! I just realized Ooh. someone's What'd gonna do? do the someone's gonna do the tragedy of Julius Caesar. Fuck. Oh no, we gonna get another Julius uh, Caesar, and I'm already ready, ready to stop it. Uh, I want to start a petition now. Oh, groan! Please understand, somebody's gonna do Rosencrantz and Guildenstern again. Oh, just all of them are gonna come out the woodwork. We gonna be in here. It's gonna happen. We're gonna get Robert. Just, we're gonna get Robert just, Patterson as Julius Caesar. Yeah. Oh just God! Cast and call it Julius. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> person, if you do that, I'll go see it in theater. Who you? Want? I will. 
Gordon. I, want, I just want them to see black person. The tragedy and call it. It's probably gonna be. Not, they probably gonna cash you out, yeah, and just call it. <laughs> as long as they don't cast that, I'm gonna yell my way to greatness, boy, from Malcolm and Marie. I don't forgot his name already right now. Oh, the other Washington. I was about to say uh, David. <sighs> yeah, that one. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, but again, when we were talking about Denzel earlier, him being able to pull people up, look what David Washington is is, is doing just fine despite. Mm. Is he? Okay, could have been Corey Hawkins getting them roles instead. Stop it. I'm just saying. Did the look I, at Corey was like, can you be my, can I adopt you? Can you, yeah. can you be my son? You need a house. Right? You, we you, got you, I can put you on. What you want to no, do? No, I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I'm just more excited for uh, actors like Denzel to decide they want to get in the director's bag, and even if it means that they have to start slow by doing like the three steps up from the Lifetime love story, but they and you know with the the Journal for Jordan, it's like you know that semi feel good happy. Like the, but it's a different portrayal of black people. He pulled in a cat. You know, it's not. It's it's. Was it's, that was that a, was that a uh, was that a prequel to uh, Without Remorse? Because it felt like. It. I the mean, the trailer kind of felt like it could have been. It kind of could have been, but I I do think that both of you guys are absolutely right about the put on, and I don't know. I personally think that one of the only ways it's gonna something's gonna be done about it is if more black critics get loud and like like it's ridiculous how disrespected barry jenkins was last year and this year with respect to underground railroad it's just it's unfathomable to me how disrespected small acts was so steve mcqueen like they picked and chose who they wanted to pay attention from who they want to tap as their quote their boy you know who's the who's the? Cause they keep playing Highlander games with black male actors. Like they only gets to be one of y'all. Yeah. What y'all do? Y'all still? I mean, really? Y'all ain't got a coalition by that by now? I mean, seriously? Sneak extra people in, leave the leave the safety door open. But but that's but that's a lot of what I, it is. I feel, and I'm like, I'm always a big fan of infiltrating the thing that they think is the penultimate example of them and their greatness, take it over to the point to where they want to put it to bed. If the only way we get rid of Shakespeare is because they tired of niggas making Shakespeare. Okay. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean okay. If that's the case, then I mean, I got a list. Let's, say we can, let's take over curling. Um, yeah, let's take over. Yeah. I mean, we already took over. We took, kind of took over golf for a little bit. And, you know, man, we've taken over hockey. <clears throat> I love it. Eh, but I'm fine with hockey. Cause them niggas be fighting. So, Hockey, you say, I, I ain't trying to get rid. I ain't, I ain't trying. To, I ain't trying to get rid of hockey. That's fine. But like curling, get rid of that shit. Um, what else we can, we we can take over? You know, you know. So dressage. Yes. Yes. Let the, let the horses rest. Yes. Yeah. All the all the all those sports they made that ain't really sports, but they were like, we can't compete with the niggas, so we're gonna make this as, as an Olympic sport. We start taking over that shit. You know. So I mean. Yeah, let's do that. I don't even want to take it that far. I just kind of want to start small. I want, I want us to start taking over um, white savior films by putting a black savior in the white savior's position to save some black kids, but do it the way the white people would do it. That's what I want. 
I wanted to take White Savior from him. I, I, I want to. So, so Wayne Brady shows up and teaches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want, I want us. I want like um, what's what's my boy was doing um, that was doing Insecure with uh, Issa Rae. Um. Oh my God! They had a night. They had a late night talk show. Larry Wilmore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to show up as the new teacher at a school full of black kids who can't pass the classes and for him to be like, and he teaches them to sing. I want freedom writing niggas, right? I want the black substitute, right? Who gets I everybody want, to pay attention with Snickers bars? Yeah, I want the blind side hustle. Like that's this is what I want. I want what what was the, what was the one from way back in the day? Sunset Park. I want Sunset Park at night, right? This is what I want. I want us to take back white savior films. How can I save these? Make the kids. white saviors black people. I mean, I don't hate any of this. <sighs> okay. Um, Ro, you are covering Sundance. What do you have coming up, folks? Uh, I'm currently working on a recap of the some of the some of the ones I saw early in the day. Um, I need to say now. Please do not expect for there to be a long and extent, expansive individual review of the Kiki Palmer led movie. I Alice. just saw somebody else mention it before and said it's a misfire. It's not it's just the, a misfire. It's trash. Right, 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 right. None of the words up in front of that sounded like something I would end up watching in the first place. So it's trash. Kiki mm. Palmer. It's, it's, Kiki Palmer is great in like reality TV, talk show, internet, social media spaces, right? But when we start talking about putting Kiki on screen where she is now, I feel like she's a more street Angela Bassett at a young age. I'm not really seeing it. <laughs> when we start getting into, we need some serious acting roles. Like we need, we need her no, to sing. See, okay, so, so so here's the thing. It could have worked with Keep Key. It could have worked. Sure. She was not the problem. the The story for Alice is based on true events. As a woman who escaped from an estate, made it into city, and discovered that it was the 70s. Oh, this is, yeah, this is the one where she escaped from the... Yeah, it is, it, I, I read, I read the um, details about this one. Right, so it's, it's, that, is a, that is a fascinating, frightening entree. I feel like we just saw Janelle Monet do something similar to this, but in reverse. Well, no, see, this is the thing. It didn't have to be, it's not like anti, it's not, it did not have to be some reverse antebellum of people who want to go back to olden days and they snatching up niggas and putting them on a plantation. This is a group of people who never knew freedom happened. Yeah, they I got it. A lot. So, so the, the idea that in the 70s, there are still people who own and have managed to keep control of a plantation where now the current descendants of slaves, of the enslaved, are still enslaved 
because they don't know freedom has happened and one gets free. That's fascinating. They could have done so much with it, especially having her drop into the, um, you know, uh, the Pam Greer 70s. They like black exploitation it up. We was everywhere. We was out here. We was on the films. Like Angela Davis was talking. Malcolm X was still alive. We was doing some things and things were getting said. Well, he wasn't really alive. He died. I think but, me, different perspective of how this would go because I see this film as a psychological tragedy. As in, you realize that black people been free for a hundred years, and you and your generation of family have been enslaved up the street. And the quite whole- frankly, that's the only scene in the movie, the moment of her realization that works. Like that, but the, but how? But the rest, of, I feel like you can't. That that the rest of that film has to be her in 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 kind of an asylum Mm-mm. getting treatment. Mm-mm, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened to the real person. That's not what happened. So they had the opportunity to kind of do something and it's a dovetail and have it be more about talking about the the relative connection to what people's understanding of slave and freedom and progress and success and the disenfranchisement that happened with a significant number of the people who were heavy into the civil rights movement in through the 60s and then who started to fall off after the death of Malcolm, Medgar Evers, um, Martin, and, and the, the leaders like that had started dying and the other people, the people who stepped up wasn't really about their life and didn't have a strategy. So the movement started being taken over by white allies. They had an opportunity to just take this, take that event and build something around it. They even could have, if you have to show the enslaved people in that enclave, they had the opportunity to bring some reality to it without it being tragedy porn. They fail on all points. This entire movie is nothing except for black exploitation, wish fulfillment. And a significant part of it is because Kiki, Kiki's fault her sensibilities and where she was sitting and her idea, she flat out said that she was drawn to this role because I, and she said, I love history. I'm not ashamed at all of my ancestry. I'm proud of who I am and where I come from and what my ancestors did for me to be who I am in this country. But I just want their story to be told with pride and resilience the way I feel inside. And that's why I was all in. And then the importance of different perspectives on slavery in America. A big thing to remember is that it's not to kick anything in the teeth, but to give different perspective. That, quote, roots is one story and one version of how we perceive our history. But the big conversation is that we need more. We need different narratives. And I think we as Black Americans need narratives that aren't always from a position as I feel so bad so you can feel better. There's nothing wrong in anything that she says. And then she turns right around and parts her lips to say, let's not only view history with this way, but open it up and allow us to see the real truth, which is only the strong survive. So this broad, has basically, in one phrase, discounted every single word that's in first-person slave narratives of what it really was like to live there and exist. And she was perfectly okay with them building this little plant on en- enclave and, 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 and making it seem like they had some level of agency and independence. It's another movie where you like you really think that you could just up and sneak out of one place and go to another and then nobody paying no attention to you. Y'all haven't managed to run away because there's nighttime security so tight. Y'all can't even get to the woods to realize there ain't a fence 
and y'all could just walk away. But you could just walk from the main house over here. And you know the other movie that did that was that uh, Parker bullshit. Birth of a Nation. These are wish fulfillment movies. It's the Black people of a certain age who've convinced themselves what they would have been like in slavery. And they have given white people, because this movie is made by a white woman. Wait, why are we made a black expectation? You heard the words <laughs> I just said. <laughs> they given white women this permission and to build this sensibility into how we portray black people in these circumstances and dealing with being enslaved and dealing with white slave owners and this, that, and the third. And I was just so, like so white person white person was like, Well, y'all got Shakespeare, so <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. But yeah, so I sat through this movie and I wanted all of my time back. It's an oversimplification. It's disrespectful. It's grossly mishandled of an actual true story. And it's it's just trash. It's trash and you trash, trash, trash. <laughs> Which is then compounded by the fact that the male lead role is common. See, you buried the lead here. You could have, you could have oh, saved all of what, you could have saved all of this like ten minute rent if you just said the black male lead role was common. We would have been like, oh come on now, come on. Just come another, on. you know, damn, why they cheat? Why they keep finding spaces for this? You could have. Somebody just, is convinced they're gonna figure out how to make him work on screen. They're convinced they're gonna make fetch happen. Right, dang boy, oh, that man. that that is a that is a stale ass. Acting bearded nigga, I swear to God, I just don't understand. Why he ate he ass and oh, still didn't make the shit oh believable. Oh my God! All right, we gotta on? end this. All but right, yeah, so. no, but but honestly, I will have to say this: there is a wide breadth of 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 movies uh, by black creatives. Three of the best that I've seen so far are by black women. Uh, uh, there's a lot of Afro Latino stories, uh, Afro Latinx. I don't know which one y'all prefer no more. Sorry. Uh, there's there's a there, and and like some of the narratives that are coming out are great, and like even the ones that are problematic. Chris, there's a movie. It's called Speak No Evil. It got picked up by Shutter. I'm gonna need you to watch it. It's a okay. horror movie. All right, I'm gonna take a look at it. Uh, so, I did do. I will have an audio review for Speak No Evil. I will have an audio review refresh. One of my friends who's a San Diego critic. Uh, a black woman. Her name's Britt. She's been jumping on the mic. She got on the 892 conversation. Uh, that is a long conversation because 892 fails as a biopic, but it does um, a more than serviceable job about talking about multi-system failure, kind of provoking those types of conversations. So we talked about the themes and the narrative choices they made. Uh, the filmmakers got mad chops when it comes to being behind the camera. Her editor, the transitions were smooth, uh, the all of that stuff. And, and, and I'm sad and happy to say it is Michael K. Williams' swan song. And they should have used him more because he's just, he's a fantastic actor. And yeah. And Nicole Bahari's in it, and she gives a speech in there that it's almost enough to make you cry. But um, yeah, that was, it's an enjoyable movie. I think that it's going to go over very well with white people. Um, People are already talking about it, saying it's John Boyega's best performance. It is not. He has like five other movies where he has done better performances, but he is solid for what they asked of him. If you want to know more about what I think about that, the 892 conversation is out on the main feed already. 
And um, there are more coming out. I know uh, we still have to do Archi- Archive 81. Uh, we yes. realized that tonight uh, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, Snowpiercer is back. So we will be doing that in three episode chunks. And we still have to do uh, the review of this series, uh, the, the final season of The Expanse. So all that will be coming out movie trailer review. So stay tuned for that. So, um, all right, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening to us. And we'll be back soon. So until next time, we're out of here. Peace.